podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting this? Alright, I'll try to get my energy up. I just ate a shitload of pizza. Welcome to the Movie Movie Podcast, everybody. <laughs> Episode number 111. I am your host, Tiggs, and with me, as always, are Pizza Boy Russ. Yo, I'm so full, dog. Uh, Pizza Rat Alex. Eek, eek. <laughs> and Peter. I've had a pizza before. All right, guys. Movies Ooh. are back. Theaters are opening in Europe and the Middle East. Um, but, you know, eventually it's going to happen in New York. But probably not anytime soon, according to the AMC website. That doesn't matter, because movies are still coming out digitally streaming. There's been a slew of new movies. Let me watch some of them. Movies. Movies. A slewies. Um So we've got a plethora of ones to talk about today. Um, and so I'm just going to look at this list and pick one. I actually... I didn't. I heard that American Pickle was coming out. I didn't know it was fully released. So I would like to start this off by hearing about an American Pickle. Sure. An American Pickle. It's a Seth Rogen joint. He didn't direct it. Um, an immigrant worker at a pickle factory is accidentally preserved for 100 years and wakes up in modern-day Brooklyn. Um, so if this you is... just tell me that, I would have guessed it was a Seth Rogen joint. So this is written by Simon Rich who created uh, Man Seeking Woman, the FX show. Okay. Um, and also does, uh, uh, I, I still never, which is a great show. Um, and the show I never started with the Miracle Workers, the Daniel Ratcliffe, Steve Buscemi show. That yeah. Somehow, oh, yeah. Were there like or angels or something? Yeah. I think every season changes. Oh. Um, but if you've ever seen Man Seeking Woman, this is just a movie-length version of that. Like, it, it quickly changes in between, like, tones and almost yeah. the purpose of the movie and like the met in the like the sort of satirical message it's it's uh delivering which for me having loved that show this was very very fun to watch but i can understand where some like some reviews i've seen are be like it really just can't pick what it wants to be yeah it, yeah I I, I I i feel i i i'll say i enjoyed the movie i was hoping that it would go almost I feel like he, they almost tried to ground his heightening a little bit, okay. if that makes sense. I would have loved to see it really go go big, like the like Man Seeking Women does. Yeah. I love when when it just kind of the world just gets built so quickly and things build up and get broken down. And I thought Herschel was actually really. I didn't think, expect to like that character, and yeah. I really did. I just, I wanted. I actually wanted it to go like more out there. Me too. I think that like you see some of the absurdity in the beginning, like when they have like you know someone asks like, "What about the science of this?" Oh, and then there's like the, the then there's like a a voiceover. This is like the scientist explained it. It was very convincing, and you just see everyone <laughs> go, "Oh." Um, I would have loved to see like like again like more kind of stuff like that throughout because you kind of lose yeah. like the middle whole middle part. You sort of lose that that kind of absurdity to it. Um, yeah. I would have loved before Herschel starts making his artisan pickles, it, it spends a strange amount of time being a kind of straight comedy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But once, once he's doing, once his like artisanal pickle business, uh, pops off. And from then on out, when it's changing every like 10 minutes, I think it's very, very fun. 
Oh, I loved I loved that part. I yeah. Just wish it, I wish it was more of that because it's like every time they, anytime it was like a uh, the his I guess his great great grandson scene, Ben alone. I'm like, I don't really care. I don't really care about that character at all. I almost wish it, they didn't make this as much of a two hander and and really focus on Herschel with Ben mm-hmm. as like uh, a, a a side character almost. Yeah, well, like Herschel, he was... you could have you could have gone more into Herschel's like heightened, wild, wacky world. Yeah, it was way more fun. Like when Seth, well, uh, the the grand, the great grandson character, just being around to say, "Hey, have you tried Twitter?" or yes. asking him a question at the debate. Like when he's just being not as much of the of his own character, straight man, but just the guy that feeds the right. silliness. To the other one being like, "Here's something that you're going to do next." Would have been... like he he was really good at like setting up a sketch. Yeah, and I don't yeah. think they needed to ground that character anymore. Like no. it's Herschel's movie. Let it be his movie, and, and let this guy just pop in to say, "Hey, you, yeah," that, like the Twitter stuff where you can just say whatever you want. I was like, this is a perfect setup. And now that they've done that beat once or twice, you know where it's going to go, and it's really funny. Yeah, because the the like David Bowie poster joke is clever. The yeah. um, seltzer water running oh, bitch. Oh, funny. it's yeah. really funny. Yeah, but I don't think they're like they're a different speed of comedy than the rest of the movie. And and I think if there was a film version of that, it wouldn't be as fun because they're kind of, it's just like middle of the road, like pretty good jokes okay. with that character. Yeah. I think it needs to keep going sillier even earlier. Because I think there's there's times like maybe just like the beginning part where it almost felt like a web series. <laughs> it's like yeah. that, oh, God. like that. That's movie I've ever seen. Yeah, and I think that like maybe that's gonna be like a uh, a theme with a lot of these like only streaming VOD type movies we're getting now, where they're all like pretty good and like they're all like just like fine things. Because like this this movie's like good, but I don't know how much I'd tell people to go out of their way for. This movie like, would have tanked if it came out in theaters, and it was going to. Like every now and again, he makes a like a weirdo movie that does okay. Like Sausage Party did fine, uh, yeah. but this would have been one of his movies that no one would have saw this shit. There's like, because, no one in it other than him. It's 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 both high and low concept, which is yeah. like an incredible combination. And, and, and it's there's not nobody like laugh out live funny. Like you don't. No. Like you just kind of like you go. Hmm. Oh, that's good. Like you, like, like oh, yeah. Like it's that kind of comedy. Like it's yeah. Um, is this so? How much of this is just like fish out of water? Like high it, it, it's a little of that, but it's all like super heightened really yeah. quickly, okay. and it like exists in a ridiculous world. Okay. Yeah, and, it's like an absurd realism. I just, yeah, it's like a magical realism. Thing. I don't know. Like, because, like I was rapping even when I like high crazy not, not exactly not exactly it's a, it's like a grounded absurd absurd realism it's it's a weird it's a weird line it's towing and I wish it 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 really leaned more in like Simon Rich's natural inclinations more I enjoy I absolutely enjoyed it if it was any longer I would have been like all right let's get the hell out of here yeah. It's 88 minutes, and I could have okay. cut 10. And what is this on at this point? Hulu? It's an HBO Max. It's an HBO Max. Okay. Which, yeah, which you just speak to one of the most annoying things right now is you you need, like, basically, like, 
uh, a fucking spreadsheet open at all times just to know where movies are coming <laughs> yep. from. But, oh, no, that's a prime. No, that's a max. Oh, that's a Peacock original. Like, <laughs> what is happening? Are there Peacock originals? Uh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Not, not, not movies, but shows. Right. Well, that's a pretty good transition to talk about the Apple Plus movie we're talking about today. <laughs> oh, that is a good point. Well done. Good, good editing there, Peter. Thank you. Let's move right on in to Tom Hanks's Greyhound. Yeah, originally supposed to come out in theaters, but, you know, it didn't. Uh, Greyhound, an Apple Plus joint. Several months after the U.S. entry into World War II, an inexperienced U.S. Navy commander must lead an Allied convoy being stalked by a German submarine wolf pack. That sounds better than the trailer looked. That, that, that sounds better yeah. than the movie actually is. So, Ooh, I really liked it. Really? Uh, it's, it's, it's one of those things that I, I think you kind of have to lock in with because it's incredibly straightforward. Oh, yeah. There's no it's fanfare the of, of ship movies. Yeah. There's no fanfare. There's no like huge scenes. It is very, very straightly told. Like this is just what this one captain went through this one time across the sea. Like, and it shows you everything. And it doesn't explain the a lot of the lingo they're using or the machines they're using. Which I liked. I like that it just throws you in there. Um... <laughs> And it ramps up the tension in that way that it's just like, look how fucking complicated and dangerous just getting to war was. Yeah, I think that there are a lot of good parts about I feel the first time I watched it, I was kind of I was basically into it. And then we had like a family watching of it. And that was the time that I was less into it. And I was like, maybe I didn't like this movie as much as the first time that I actually saw it. I, this looks like a movie for dads and uncles. Oh, it is. Oh, that, like 100%. have like those like yeah, exactly. Like, like the ones that like and I have like World War stuff like <laughs> miniatures <laughs> and things like that. I don't know. Like yeah. totally. no, it is it is a hard sci-fi uh, war movie. <laughs> oh. It's a lot of lingo and a lot of process. It's very, it's, it is. but I, I can 100%, like if you start watching this and you think it's boring, check out because nothing different's going to happen. Yeah, it is, it is, the, it starts and ends in a very, like this, by, by five minutes in, you're just like, this is what the movie is. And if you expect it to get bigger yeah. than that, kind of doesn't because it's just trying to tell like the story of, of that. Maybe it was, it ends up getting a little hard to follow when you're just trying to figure out everything that they're saying and like, wait, what did that just mean? I think I yeah. know what that means. But yeah, no. some people on the boat will react to something like it's the worst news they ever heard. And you're just sitting there being like, I don't know what that meant. Exactly. <laughs> it, is it like when, remember, um, this is a little too inside baseball, but remember when ER started and everybody's big thing about it was that the doctor speak they're using is like real and they didn't explain <laughs> anything. Is it I, like that? I'm going to say yes, but I don't know how real it all is. They could have been making up all of it, and I would say yes, just as, just the same. No. Turn the flim flam to 77 degrees yeah. flimifly. So what is a greyhound then? Do they do they explain at some point? Or like, does that come from that? Greyhound's the name of the ship. That's the ship, yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's, that's not as, uh, like... Yeah, uh, what is so nice because think. it's so... It's trying to tell just the basic story. It's really nice that the the Germans in the submarines are like in a worse movie in my mind would be their own characters. 
and we would right, have to spend right. an obnoxious amount of time with these uh, German submarine captains. And but I, you only I, ever hear them on a radio I, taunting I, them. And it's and really I like good. those bits. I yes. like those bits of them getting taunted on the radio because it felt like a, like this weird reel where you're just like, I hate these people. I've never seen yeah. them. I just know that they are like howling like wolves and just being annoying. Yeah. This movie, I'm looking at the poster, and I, it is making me want to go to sleep. It looks boring <laughs> as hell. Well, it's only 91 minutes. It is, which is well, fantastic. It looks like it's three hours. Yep. But gets- have you guys noticed, a lot of the movies we're getting are like kind of on the shorter side. So I I'm it. worried that I, that a two-hour movie could break me right now. Um, that's, that's, how is this happening? That's another great transition. I don't know. To, because she dies tomorrow is eighty five minutes long. I was yeah. very much hoping you were going to tell me where you were thinking like that because there are a lot of short movies on here. Yeah, dude, she I dies to only sub ninety minute movie on this list. Yeah, uh, the rental sub ninety. I think Palm oh, Springs oh. is sub ninety. Oh wow, never mind. Yeah, my bad. Yep. Okay. Yeah, but I, I would say give the if if get yourself a seven day trial to Apple TV Plus and just give the Greyhound a try because it is quick. It Granted, is. like. If if we were talking about this movie and it was two hours long, I would not be recommending it to anybody. No, yeah, I it, think it, the it job's getting overstayed. Well, um, yeah, and Tom Hanks is obviously he's in real Captain Phillips mode. Yeah, a hundred percent. Oh, I love that. That's the movie I really enjoyed. Tom Hanks and uh, Oates do not do well and together. Chet Hanks isn't terrible. Okay, <laughs> I won't watch it, but you know. Is there are, are there any other performances in it that are good? Like anyone? Because I'm looking at this like huge list of names that I really only recognize Elizabeth Shue. Everyone is so quickly in and out. Stephen Graham probably has the next most lines. Um, but as everyone on the ship is very, very quick. Yeah. As I said, they, they say their line, they get out of the way sort of thing. Elizabeth Shue really only bookends the movie. It's, yeah, it's beginning and end mm-hmm. and then nothing in between. Except maybe like a flat, like a, like a, not a dream sequence type thing, but like I'm thinking back to something right now and then that's it. Hmm. It's, you guys are not selling me. Yeah. Well, sell me on She Dies Tomorrow. Dude, just... See it. What is it I on? need to. It's. it's okay. I just see a question mark here. Yeah, yeah. You gotta like. You gotta rent. You gotta rent. It. It. Yeah, you gotta rent to buy it. Yeah. Uh, but um, uh, quick, quick rust down. It's the fastest rust down I think I'll ever have. Amy thinks she's dying tomorrow. Dot dot dot. And it's contagious. Ooh. Honestly, it, don't watch a trailer. Just see the movie. Yeah, it's it's such a simple premise, and it, but it really takes its time at the beginning of really letting it sink in, and then it starts to get a little kookier as it goes on. Ooh, and there's and a it is funny. Yeah. I, oh, wait, wait this is a funny movie? Uh, uninten- like, in, in it's, like, terror sometimes, or in, like, almost in its nihilism, because all these, like, as it starts to spread, as we said, every character is like, oh, I'm dying tomorrow. Like, deep-seated, I know I'm going to die tomorrow. Like, this, terrible, terrible dread. This is not about... no no but honestly i watched it today and i think that's part of why i'm Uh oh oh, everything is bad oh yeah you're dying tomorrow because it really really uh does a good job of like making you live in that really really awful place but not and and, yes it's funny at parts but when you really truly believe something uh, bad is happening or currently happening or about to happen. It may, it like the movie forces you to kind of live in what that feeling feels like. Uh, there is one really fantastic cameo as well. Someone I was not expecting to pop up. Is it Alex? Is it me? Uh, 
No, it's uh, Michelle Rodriguez is in this at one point out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, is she talking about Blue Crush 2? If it's gonna no, happen? she's talking about the fact that she's going to die tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> like, does she well, mention the new Fast and Furious video game at any point? No, she doesn't. <laughs> but honestly, see this movie. It, it has a little bit of... Uh, it's, it's unintentionally funny, or I, I guess intentionally funny. Uh, it's got a little bit of It Follows in it. Ooh, yeah. Oh, okay. I like that. Like the, uh, the, the birthday party scene is funny, yes. but in a in a way that's like uncomfortably funny at times. And then it gets like when it gets to some places it goes, it's like you have to laugh. But ugh. wait, qu- wait, question. So, but it's it's funny sometimes unintentionally, but it's still good. Like oh, it's still good yeah, serious. Really like good. it's still. Seriously, this is get good. this message across. Okay, awesome. Yes, this is this is it's. Very, I I think it's very good. Well, yeah, I've, I, already, read, I've I, already rented it at the time, it, so once I finish, and surprising and surprisingly so, which I'm happy about because I didn't go into it watching the trailer or anything. I just kind of read the the description and was like, ooh, and then I just put yeah. it on. I have no idea what this is other than what you guys have told me. So once I watch like, I don't know, 30 more Giants football games, then I will I think, watch them. I think that's a really fun way to go into the movie too. Like don't really, don't, don't read up. Don't, because there's some good articles from the, uh, from the interviews from the director that are out now. Okay. Don't read anything. Just I will stay away watch from it. it. I will stay away from all of it. Um, this, this sounds good though. This sounds very good. Yeah, it's, it's really fun. Um, so how about we go from one horror-ish movie to kind of another, I think? I'm not sure what the rental is, but I think it's supposed to be kind of horror-ish. Well, make sure that you get a rental of the rental. I do. I haven't watched because... it though, because I've been watching old football games. <laughs> Dude, they're really, they they are really uh, phoning it in on these, uh, dis- these descriptions. Uh, two couples rent a vacation home for what should be a celebratory weekend getaway. Written by and written and directed by Dave Franco, but also written by Joe Swanberg. So it's very mumblecore. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, and you um, have to like that. I really loved how how this movie was building itself, and I like a lot of the ending. But it's one of those movies that, like, I like as soon as it ended, I was like, I really like that. And then I started thinking about what the ending kind of meant for the whole movie. And I was like, I don't think I liked it. Yeah, well, it's kind of. It's it's a again it's a. A neat little thriller that, like, i glad I, I didn't go out to the movie theater for, uh, but really enjoyed watching at home. Um, I think that it does, I think it does a good job of, like, really building up the characters first. Uh, Their interpersonal dynamics and stuff. Yeah, and I think that, like, like Alison Brie is always delightful. Um, She's really good in this, I thought. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All four but, of them, well, all five of them, including Toby Huss, are great. Yes, yes. Um, but again, I, I kind of agree with you, Peter, because like at the end, like when this movie kind of crescendos, it does very quickly, and that's it. Uh, okay. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. It's definitely yeah, a the, problem. Uh, the movie's eighty-eight minutes, and it's like the last twelve minutes, maybe. Are are the crescendo of like oh this is what really is going on and that's all cool and then when it, you get to the end you're like well it it I think it works for a movie but to a degree but 
if this is a franchise, it's a weird franchise. Yeah. I don't. I, I think cheapen. I, I could see it, but it, I could see it being some kind of an, anthological franchise where it's just different people, different places, and shit going on. I don't think yeah. I would like it. No, but... but I, think I really like the dynamic between the four characters and their story, and I think the way yeah. it ends in the story it actually was going on, like, kind of cheapens what I liked about them. Yeah. Takes <laughs> of their own story. Okay. Is this, wasn't like, wasn't there, wasn't like the overnight something like, or like where the, like, a two, like, couples get together and then it turns out like the world is ending outside or something like that? Is it kind of, um, in that, that same vein? Mm-hmm. No, no, it's just a, thr- it's just a thriller. Like it's just okay. a, yeah. like they think that the, uh, the person that rented them this like Airbnb is spying on them, and they start getting paranoid and everything that as their like kind of personal lives are boiling and getting messy and everything like that. So yeah, um, I think that again, like that first hour to like hour and ten minutes is is just really it's really entertaining to watch uh but yeah i don't know i i'm really torn on whether or not i like how it wraps up and to- I, I don't love how it wraps up but i think it's in, it's enjoyable enough and we're in a world right now where we're not going to get a lot of new stuff a- after a while because they're going to silo off their their big content all these studios so if i can watch something like this at home and not exactly. be completely miserable i'm, I'm cool yeah and also i I totally feel Alison Bree's pain in this when uh, everyone gets too fucked up the first night of a vacation yeah. and then can't hang the next day and then you're frustrated with that. Of course, that I'm usually the person. I'm usually the guy on the couch passed out, but I totally understand her pain. It's very, that is a very really, realistic. really annoying feeling. She does um, well. Yeah, again, I, I, rec- I recommend it because it's, it's like you know, it's it's easy and accessible and and good for what it is, but I don't think it's uh, fine for what it is. Okay. Interesting. All right. Well, I have it rented, so I will be watching it at some point in the near future. Um, let's move on to... We got three lefty... We are flying through these movies, guys. Um, uh, let's go to the Netflix original, Charlize Theron starring The Old Guard. That was over two hours. Oof. Yeah, that's a, this is the long one. Um, a covert team of immortal mercenaries are suddenly exposed and must now fight to keep their identity a secret just as an unexpected new member is discovered. Yep. This one's long. It's long. I didn't completely hate it. I thought it did some things well. It It's a little longer than it needs to be. And I don't know what the, the whole time I was watching it, I was like, this movie is missing something and I don't know what it is. But it's definitely missing something as far as like the action adventure type of movie yeah. go. There's something not huh. there and I couldn't put my finger on it. I enjoyed certain things. I thought the action was the action was good. Was good uh, yeah. I liked that they had uh, a gay relationship and it yep. wasn't like a thing. It was just there. It was just there. Yeah, like, that, that was handled very well. Because if you live in an actual real world and you know a gay person and they're in a relationship, it's not a story beat. Yeah. It's just a thing. Yeah. So I appreciated that. Um, I, but, I, sorry, go ahead. I don't know. It's just I, I couldn't put my finger on what it was missing. I didn't hate it. 
but it was missing something, and I don't I know what. This is a movie I'm going to like better on a rewatch because I think what makes it feel yeah. slightly off is that it's a movie that has a high concept for its main characters and that you think, oh, it's going to be a like a big action movie with those characters, but it's really more – it really spends way more time studying the effects of this on the characters hmm. than anything yeah. else. And I think that was surprising. It's, I think it's especially surprising from the beginning of the movie when you see them suit up and fight. Oh, yeah, like the very first scene. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is going to be awesome. There's going to yeah. be a couple. And there really aren't that many, but what it, what it does with the characters, I think, is very good. But I think it has to do that because once, like, you're just fighting a like it's a bunch of nameless or not nameless, you know, soldiers fighting immortals. There's only so far that gets before it's just kind of boring. Wait, what? They're all immortal; they can't die. Yeah, they they you know, they like. Well, they die, but they come they back. come they come right back to life. Yeah. But they, but the, that's the the fun wrinkle is they can die. They just don't know at what time they will. Oh, but tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah, I've seen this. Yeah. Yeah, you saw that. Okay, before. I yeah. I think I figured out what bothered me. Okay. Um, I I think there wasn't a con- a convincing enough villain. Yeah. To like really, like a what is it? A fucking rich guy. Uh, like it, it just didn't. I, I think their need. I think the stakes from the villain had to be a little bit bigger, and they weren't. And I'm fine with all the character work. I, I that's the part of the movie I really did enjoy. Uh, I just think like they. I never felt like they had anything to overcome that was that big. Because like the well, villain is basically like an, like a doctor who's just like I need their blood to study it to see if I can make more immortals, and like he gets the blood and then just like kind of kidnaps him. You're just like, well, this doesn't seem like. I, mean, I think they've I think they've been in work like yeah. knowing how long they've been together. It's like I'm not seeing their hardest mission. Yeah, exactly. I'm seeing like a, a middle of the road thing for them. So if this was a TV show, I wouldn't care. But I'm like, I think they've had tougher shit. Yeah, um, and I think it's this, it's a similar issue that Bloodshot had, in which I wanted more out of Guy Pierce in that movie. Right, a sort of. Like, wanted a bigger villain and i think this suffered in a similar way i think yeah. that it might be the main conflict was really with like the main villain and and the hippocratic oath that they took um to, to not harm people <laughs> and yet they're actually going around like trying to harm people uh, yeah, I think that's really, uh, it's yeah it's about our, our medical system guys i think i cracked it <laughs> Now, but one of the immortals doesn't like turn on Charlie's or something like that. It's not like the bad guy is not like another. Watch the movie. Watch the movie. Watch okay. it. All right, I'll watch it. Yeah, there's 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 like a one kind of big hook to the final action set piece yeah. that I almost wish there were two of them that did that. Oh. Because like I thought those stakes at the end were so much more interesting than a lot of the other earlier ones that I almost wanted them to play with that for a slightly longer amount of time. If you know what I'm talking about. Wink, wink, people in the know. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the movie's like over a month old, so you can't really tell people to see it because it did pretty well. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I guess I will quickly talk about a movie that I'm just going to be telling people not to see. Oh, great. Uh, which is The Tax Collector. Uh, David Ayer uh, directed uh, kind of not exactly action movie, um, 
about uh, a cartel tech, like a cartel heavy, um, co-starring Shia LaBeouf. Okay. Um, and so the weird thing is, so the big news about this movie, so Google it if you have a chance, and Google Shia chest tattoo. I don't think yeah. I want to do that with safe search on or with all <laughs> <the safe. laughs> He got a full chest tattoo of like you know like the kind of classic like um, praying hands like statue oh, that you is. picture uh, for like a Mexican gangster, and then the word creeper around his, uh, over his lower stomach, which is his character's nickname. Yep, I see. It's in the IMDb pictures. All right. And in classic Shia style, someone who has uh, cut their own face or yanked out a tooth for a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got this full body, this full chest tattoo done. The tattoo is visible for maybe 25 seconds. When it is. Shia. Yeah. It's like you're going to be in hours of makeup for every movie you make subsequently. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like he like slowly walks out of a swimming pool and we see the chest tattoo. Like he is covered in blood and it's the main character watching a video of him on the ground, so it's already grainy resolution of his actual real chest tattoo. This movie's like, terrible. They could like put this, that in digitally too, couldn't they? They could have. That's what I'm saying. Like it's so it's so dumb and it's so not worth it. This movie's not good, and it, Shia is so out of place. It's I would say the closest I could say to what this movie is. It's a worse version of the Superfly remake. <laughs> wow. Oh. Okay. Oh. That's damning. That's saying a lot. So, won't be seeing this one. Now that I've seen the tattoo, I feel like I've gotten the full experience of the tax collector. And and, and is this one that you have to like pay to rent and all that? Yes. You got yeah. You got to pay for oh. this guy. This isn't an HBO Max, Netflix, Apple Plus, Hulu, uh, Steam original. <laughs> there are Steam movies. So you know what? Are there? Yeah, I would suggest just googling the chest tattoo than actually seeing the film yep did it done <laughs> closing it out now all right we got one more left one that we've all seen wow and that uh, is the hulu or purchased palm springs <laughs> <laughs> oh boy uh palm springs when carefree niles and reluctant maid of honor sarah have a chance encounter at a palm springs wedding Things get complicated as they're unable to escape the venue themselves or each other. Uh, it's yeah. a Groundhog Day. It's a Groundhog yeah, Day. Yeah, it's yeah. I it's a Groundhog Day with like a, yeah. like an early '90s or like late not early '90s like a like a mid to late 2000s indie movie twist on it. We're like feeling and vibe to it the whole time, like a seeking the friend for the end of the world like vibe going on, but like yeah. in a Groundhog Day yeah. situation, which I very much very much enjoy. Absolutely. Yeah, I I think the two leads are super likable, and uh, J.K. Simmons's uh, character is a fun twist on it. So having great. someone having someone there just like hunting and killing like. Because the thing with like a Groundhog Day time loop type movie is you're gonna hit, you know, some of the same beats where you know there's a time where you know people are gonna kill themselves. Is a time where like you know you're gonna see montages and stuff. Right. Um, but they have they have a lot of fun with it in this one um, while still hitting some of those. Yeah. Because, well, what's funny is that your this movie allows the love interest to have agency in a time loop movie, right. which is something that others don't allow for. Yeah, just well, someone manipulating them. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it felt like 
Yeah, which is cool. And and I like that. Uh, in the beginning, you think, oh, it's it's going to be like all from like Andy Samberg's character's perspective. But right. they do a really good job, like splitting perspective between his character and Christian Milioti's. And she's really good at what she does in this movie. Oh, totally. I, I feel like uh, if you saw the Black Mirror episode, like the Star Trek based one. Uh, that she starred in. I thought she was really good in that. I, oh, yeah. yeah, she does a good job of kind of being in like, ex, like beyond like crazy circumstances and having to like figure a way out. Um, her, uh, so, and, and, and she's like carries a movie when she's mostly kind of t- like done TV up to this point. But yeah, I, I thought Andy Samberg like played an actual human being who seemed like real. Because, like, yeah. he can, even as much as I enjoy Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I'm like, you're not a real person. Right. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. That's, or, like, that's true. Everyone's or something kind of... like that, where there's just, like, those moments of just, like, ridiculousness that, that are just like, okay, like, th- this this goofy, like, non-sequitur, like, it's funny to watch, but this isn't, like, no one would say right. cool beans for 45 minutes straight or anything like that. Like, th- that's not this. This is just him being, like, a real person. And, like, a person who is tired and complacent yeah. in the time loop life that he is now living. And <laughs> I, time- I like, I like that part too. Like he gets, we see what someone's like once they've said, fuck it, I guess I'm in a time loop. Yeah. yeah. Which a lot of people would do. Totally. Sometimes yeah, I feel like help- we're in a time loop now. Yeah. Really? What makes you think that? <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, I would, I would, I was blown away by – I was just expecting, oh, this is going to be a very funny movie. But I was more blown away about how much I actually like the interplay between the two characters and the story yeah. it told them. Um, but, yeah, Tiggs, you nailed it on the head by saying it also has, like, a late 2000s indie vibe to it. Um, Which I yeah, totally that, like, did. oh, that oh four Garden State-y, yeah. end of the world, um, yeah. you know, a, a Zach Braffer. Right, yeah, yeah, a, a Braffy, a Braffy, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but as I was saying before, like that's the time loop, like framing allows you to get away with the style of scenes that seem odd in other movies. Yeah, yeah. because you see, this maybe this isn't the first time they've done this weird thing. So when it's so ridiculous and so big, it's because they've done a million things right before it and try uh, did all those different attempts. Like, like I think and I think if a romantic comedy had the singing at the bar scene in it, yeah, like it would, yeah, like, this movie's but it works in this because of the loop yeah yeah no i i uh i expected to like it and it and it didn't disappoint and honestly that is incredibly valuable during these trying times seeing something that you think you might like and actually liking it yeah and and this is definitely the one of the ones i at least that i watched that like I could actually see myself seeing in the theater. Like, this is the one I think that has probably the most marketability, maybe. But well, that's yeah. difficult because of how uh, poorly the Lonely Island films have done in box office. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but people always like them later. I I've seen Popstar Pop 7,000 times. Same here. I could watch Popstar right now. It is great. I, I, I watch, I, I'm not joking when I say I watch Popstar minimally once a month and sometimes, like, and often more than that. It is too good. Oh my god. And Hot Rod is hilarious. Yep. But again, um, like yeah, these they're... are all bigger than life characters that like just don't seem like they exist and here he is, and here is like a more grounded version of one of those things. The whole time I'm expecting the rest of Lonely Island to also show up and they don't. Um which is good. 
because it, yeah. it, it kind of sets it apart, uh, even though it is like it has that kind of feeling at times. But uh, Jorma's in uh, what's it called American Pickle. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Oh. oh yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Oh, right. I I, I don't. Is there? Any, can you guys think of it? Like, even though uh, what the weird thing is, the end of this month might have like Tenet and uh, fuck something else coming out overseas, which is weird to think about. Yeah, so we won't get those. I, I, I don't know how to feel about a real movie. No offense to these ones. Right. Well, it, it's weird to like to to think that these movies are actually being released, and they may be released in some theaters across the United States, but it definitely will not be happening in like the two biggest markets that always seem to matter the most for movies, especially when like awards and considerations are coming around. Like, because they're New York and LA are not happening. No, hell no. no. I, I I can't even say which one's definitely not happening, but neither are happening. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get Bill and Ted. Uh, New Mutants, Tenet. Oh, oh yeah. It's just like opening weeks. up AMCs, right? Like, that's like, I, think I, I thought I read it. It's opening held. up a lot of them, yeah. yeah. And Disney, what? I think Disney finally said you can start selling tickets for New Mutants. So, nuts. it might I'll, actually. Um, I don't believe it. I, What's I, wild is the movie looks good. I, I just want to see it. It is so crazy that, like, this movie that has been in, like, development hell for the better part of like five years, it feels like not right now, if not more is going to be the first, like one of the first movies released after every theater has been shut down for the last like eight months. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a wild world we live in. Also, if they're, if they're doing the whole Mulan price thing on Disney plus, why don't they just do the same thing with new mutants? Oh, that was, I think that's, I think they said that there was a deal with Fox, but there was like a, that like with their, with the Fox movies, they had to like, they had to get it released. They had they couldn't go to Disney Plus first. They had to be they had it had to be released in theaters okay. um, or sold. Okay. And that's what they did with the woman in the window. That um, remember that movie? Uh, one of the red haired ladies is crazy. Um, Amy Adams. Uh, oh yeah. And she's like yeah. She's like kind of crazy or whatever. That's a Fox movie. But I think they just uh, sold, they, the I think window? they just straight up sold it to Netflix or something. Yeah, yeah. woman, in, yeah, because they they couldn't if they if like it, it couldn't go directly to yeah Netflix bought it. Uh, it couldn't go directly to Disney Plus or Hulu. It had to go somewhere else, so they had to sell. It. Yeah. Um, heads up to I guess just Russ specifically because since you have a car and live in Queens, uh, the Queens Drive-in is starting up in Flushing. Oh, I did just read. Uh, I got an email about that. And then there's like the one insane thing that they're going to be playing. A good time is going to be playing one yeah. day. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yes. Yep. Um, Ooh, presented my, uh, by the Museum of the Moving Image, so they're is. not going to have dog shit. Yeah, my my theater up the street is actually going to be projecting uh, movies onto their uh, wall, uh, like the side of their nice outside exterior wall. So yeah, I guess love okay. something. Things are happening. Oh, dude, they've got some pretty decent movies on this on in this lineup. I Fury, am oh, a, Fury Road is sold out. That's annoying. Yeah. I am a Momi member. If you want, I can give you my discount. Ooh, that's a heads up. Then you might get like yeah. access to early tickets too. Yeah. Uh, sorry, <laughs> and and the pop. That's how we're just talking about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All you guys hit Peter up. Oh. He'll get you in. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Big yeah. yeah. tickets. 
You can find <laughs> us on the web moviepodcast.com. You can find Russ everywhere as Russ Incredible. You can find Peter on Letterboxd as Pete, Peter Petey and ask him for his uh, Museum of the Moving Image membership there. Uh, you can find me on Strava and Alex. I think we're at digit number five today. Six? Digit six. Oh, I don't know where my phone is. I got to go find it. <laughs> uh, the weird thing is, Alex, is that you do have a Facebook account. <laughs> that's unverifiable, I think, at this point. <laughs> I'm going to go on a Facebook for the first time at a dog's age, and I'm going to find you. No, it is there. I haven't used it in forever. Um, So you could literally just tell people to search your name. Yeah. What's your name? It matters they didn't find me, but that's (laughs) at all. Like, is that not real? (laughs) No Instagram, Uh, Alex. Is that what you're saying? No Twitter. No Twitter. You know what? I feel like I had... I don't know. It's hard to tell what's canon anymore. No um, with everything that, that we said before. Um, Come to Letterboxd, Alex. Yeah, you know what? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll sign up for a thing. A Letterboxd, that's a good one. You yeah, do all you good have reads. Over. You can do Goodreads. Yeah. Goodreads, yes. I don't you read, read enough, guys. Not I haven't in a while. It's do you have, do you have like a giant bomb account that you could like that you have like a game list of somewhere? Uh, probably. Uh, <laughs> I guess you could find me on like. What's your know, gamer tag? You could find me on like the <laughs> Epic Games Store, I guess. There you what, go. Like, okay. uh, no, um, you could find me on like Camera uh, or something like that. Whatever. <laughs> my, you know, my UPlay account. All right, we're getting somewhere. Um, you can find me on Steam. Yes. There we go. As what? Just, just put in, just put in Alex. Just, I'm the first one. I'm the first one that pops up. Just sort Steam by like size of libraries. You're probably up there. Absolutely. Yeah. Does that count, guys? Did, yeah, I think did so. Alex beat the time loop? Well, we yeah. we we'll we'll let we'll let this one slide. We'll let this one slide. This time, I was but actually we, thinking of like signing up for like everything and creating like a big digital footprint. That's surprising everyone. That would have been great. But I honestly forgot this time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even. You know what? You got a good excuse, and that's what matters. Yeah. Oh well, it has been fun and tiring. Yeah. So thank you all for listening to us. Thank you guys for being here, and we'll see you all next time on the movie, movie, podcast. Later, y'all.